Empire. You thought you knew, but you have no idea. It's the urban sports scene. are listening to the urban sports scene with Will T and myself Wole and we are part of Empire Media at AmpireMedia.com. The homie Ray Jeezy is out. What's going on Will T? Nothing much man. How you doing? I'm good man. The NBA playoffs are, here, are almost over. We have, over. We have some, well not over, almost over. The first round of the NBA playoffs is almost over. It's the marathon that's known as the first round. Yeah, it's been a dope first round though, right? Yeah, it is. But usually it goes, you know, because they they try to get every game on TV. Mm-hmm. You know, they, some games aren't played like every other day. But yeah. they've been doing a better job with putting it on TNT and NBA TV and ESPN. Yeah, they've been a really – yeah, that's right. So, but yeah, my weekend was okay. My birthday. Birthday. What did you do, man? Another year? Another year. Congratulate. Happy birthday. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, it was good. Uh, spent some quality time with the family. Um, I uh, got to see Super Mario Brothers with my nieces and my nephew. So I enjoyed myself. That movie is dope, man. It's, yeah, it's, I went it, to go see it. So it's, it's yeah, great, it's right? Good, Real good, right? Good movie. Yeah, I feel like it's... Like movies like that typically don't stick to the theme, but it's took it's took to the theme of your if you played Mario Brothers as a little kid and yeah, I don't watch had. I don't play newer Mario's, but but I, the new newer Mario Mario Brothers, but the like I played the last like four like the first four Mario Brothers, and it stuck to that whole thing. Yeah, and then they incorporated like the Mario Kart Cargo, into yeah, it exactly. and also, so it it was good, man. I actually when I went because I went the the day it came out. Oh, she went fresh. Okay. Yeah, and there were a lot. I was surprised it was a lot of people in there. Like a lot of, um, a lot of adults. adults. I yeah, it a lot of be. adults. <laughs> I knew it would be. Um, so I, I was glad to know that I wasn't the only adult that was in there <laughs> trying to relive their childhood. I, saw, I actually went with my son, so it was cool. Yeah, you, you're dope. I, used my, I wanted to make sure I used my nieces and my nephew as an excuse to go. Like I was like, you know what? We're going on my birthday. I want to see this movie. I ain't going to be like the – I know there will be a lot of kids. I ain't going to look like that person. Yeah. With a bunch of kids and adult there, that's kind of a bad look. <laughs> Did you go to your usual black chairs? To, uh, get uh, a not to really. celebrate? No, no, no. no uh-uh. I ain't go to Black Cheers. Uh, I probably I went actually. Um, I went to see a band. I did it. I end up at the end, but not like to celebrate because I was bored. I went to see a band perform with my, my boy. Um, but they I mean, familiar faces, familiar faces. Gotcha. Where I were forgot. they play? Where were they performing at? Atlanta, and, I, and it wasn't like I forgot that I'm not a big familiar faces fan. Familiar faces fan. I forgot. So you just you were just standing there with your <laughs> yeah, hands in the pocket, forgot. like chilling. Yeah, I remember I used to watch. I, I I've been been to a couple. I mean, a couple of performances when they used to perform in the city, yeah. off, like Ninth Ninth Street. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I forgot. Like yeah, I remember it, it took me back to my memories of why I didn't watch. I didn't see them perform. <laughs> no knock. I'm not saying they bad. Yeah, no, no, my, no. I understand. My, I, it just ain't my not, cup of tea. It's not your thing. It ain't my cup of tea. Look, so. I get knocked. All the time by people because I tell people um, I'm not a huge Go Go fan. Yeah, I grew up here. Yeah, um, been here the majority of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, I like the vibe of going to a Go Go performance. Yes, it's the vibe more than anything, right? The vibe, you know, like the energy there, Mm -hmm. um, partying. You know, a lot of people to go in there. It's like a celebration of life. Mm -hmm. But for me to get in my car and listen to Go Go music, it's just not my thing. Yeah, just not. It wasn't my thing. I just I tried. I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. What's the I'm sorry? If you yeah. that's your cup of tea, that the crowd was interesting. 
I bet it was. <laughs> it's always an interesting crowd. Yeah, that familiar crowd is very interesting. Yeah. But uh, shout out, man. Shout out to Familiar Faces, man. If you're listening, shout out to y'all. <laughs> They're not listening. <laughs> of course they are. Hey, man. I mentioned Amp Papyrus Media. Amp Papyrus Media hosts multiple DMV sports podcast shows, such as the John Kine Report, hosted by ESPN Washington Commanders insider John Kime and Jones Football, hosted by USA Today insider Mike Jones. Hey, subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes. Tune in iHeartRadio and Google Podcasts. Just search the Urban Sports Scene. Also, make sure you subscribe to the Urban Sports Scene YouTube channel as well. Make sure you subscribe to the Urban oh, Sports. Oh, I did that, bro. I did that. No, I can do it. No. <laughs> this show can be found on Podcast DC, the local app with hundreds of options and local news and health in the DMV region. Download the Podcast DC app to hear all of the Empire shows as well as other great content. Don't forget to tweet us at Urban Sports Scene. Hit us up on IG at Urban Sports Scene and like our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. Also, Join our Urban Sports Scene Facebook group. Search Urban Sports Scene, sports bloggers, sports podcasters, and sports debates. My man, Will T. Let's get into our tradition of pregame. Here's what we have on tap. We'll talk about the Washington Commanders declining the fifth-year option on defense and Chase Young. And we'll, talk, we'll discuss the NFL draft. Um, then at 8.28, we'll talk about the NBA playoffs. At 8.40, we'll recap Javante Tank Davis, K. Owen, Ryan Garcia. Finally, we'll play our HBCU Corner interview with former Morgan State men's basketball coach Todd Bozeman. You were around. You was there for Coach Bozeman, right? Um, when you were at Morgan State. Wasn't he there when you were there? I believe not. Maybe not? Okay. No. I thought he was there for – I could be wrong. Okay. I graduated in 2004. Oh, I know. I thought he was there even around that time. I think uh, – I could be wrong, wrong though. Yeah. I could be wrong. No, I, Ray yeah, would know. I, Ray's not here. Ray would know. He would know better than I. <laughs> I'll do know. a fact check. Yeah, do a fact check. All right, man. The the Washington Wizards declined defense and Chase Young's fifth-year option. Will T, your thoughts on their decision? Interesting decision mm-hmm. from the aspect of this. Mm-hmm. So there are two sides of it, right? The best ability is availability. Yes. And obviously Chase Young has not been available. Um, we know that he has sported uh, – he, he's shown tons of potential. Um, he was ranked coming into the draft probably the highest or one of the best DN prospects since Jadavion Clowney, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, and, and if you look at their careers – Chase might had a better rookie year, but, yeah, they're very similar. I know what you mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, so – it's interesting to me um, that given given that his lack of availability, but he has produced on a a par level, right? Not not from not from the expectation of where you drafted him at, and not and from the hype, but he has produced um, somewhat reasonably. Would you say that as an observer and fan? Yeah, of the yeah, team? yeah, 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 yeah. Right, you, but. You put yourself behind the eight ball if you're Washington because you you're gonna have you're gonna go against the same situation that you went against this offseason with Deron Payne. Yeah, right. Exactly, yeah. Um, Deron Payne balled out, had a pro ball season, um, and you had to you had to pay him as what the the second highest DN with regards to guaranteed money. Mm-hmm. 
since um, Aaron Donald, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Um, will Washington be put in another in a similar situation with Chase Young? Because if he produces like people think that he can, um, you'll have to pay him, and you'll have to also say goodbye to Montez Montez Sweat because that'll be too much money allocated lost along that defensive line. Yeah, I think I mean I've always said this: you can pay everybody if you you know depending on who your rookie if you're on a rookie quarterback deal, right? So if say Sam Howell pans out, you can still pay everybody. But my thing is about with with Chase is like, am I a fan of it? No, but do I understand it? Yes. I mean, like you said, Will, it's about being available. I'm a big believer in like he had a good rookie year, right? His rookie mm-hmm. year was good. Like rookie, he was defensive rookie of the year, right? A defense rookie of the year. Yep. Um. Second year, I had a one, one and a half sacks, and then he blew his knee out. You know, it wasn't, wasn't good. It was, a, it, was a, it was a sophomore slump. You reading Ray's text? Yeah. Yeah, he had, he had a sophomore slump. <laughs> <laughs> he had a bad – well, he had to go. go yeah, it is what it is. But you know, he had a sophomore slump. But it wasn't a good second year. You know what I mean? I, I, will, not, I will not debate that. But, but he did get he – did, he, did he, he did blow his knee out. And last season – he played like what four or five games last season. Which which you didn't want him to I play. Did not he want got him to. and he got injured. No, he played. Um, no, no, he, um, he just played four or five yeah. games. I mean, I didn't see any anything out of it. But I will say this: coming off of that knee injury, I thought he was he looked pretty good for a dude coming off a knee injury for those four or five games. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't expect him to sack everybody because I don't because I don't expect you after and you've seen this in all sports because we've talked about this usually the year you come back from an ACL you're not yourself anyway you're never yourself usually the only takes per- you a year, year and yeah, a half yeah and the t- the only person that has been abnormally and I'm, I'm redundant by saying it the only person that has done it and it's because he's a freak of nature is like Adrian Peterson yep that's the only person he's a freak of nature but you've seen troubles with OBJ you've well seen- no there's a there's another guy who, who Terry Allen Former running back. He's a blow his knee. Yeah, all yep. the time. That's true. That's true. Um, but you have like OBJ has struggled coming back from the injury. Multiple mm-hmm. dudes have struggled coming back from this injury. So for anybody to ask, oh man, he look he's supposed. To, uh, they were disappointed from him last year. Would be I think you'd be it'd be you'd be, you'd be hating. You have an ulterior motive to just go on Chase Young from a performance of last season. So to me, it's this season. It's all about this season. To me, this season is where you will get the the. Chase Young and the future Chase Young. What I mean by that is there's nothing that, you know, this Chase Young is pretty much going to be the Chase Young you're going to get. You know what I'm saying? It's nothing going to be – it's not going to be – you can't use the excuse of injury. He is going to be what he is in terms of does he have the explosion, does he have um, the speed or whatnot. This Chase Young is going to be what he is. So I feel like the thing about it is if Chase Young balls out, like you said, like Will, you mentioned, like on the Deron Payne type of thing, if he balls out as a defensive end, that the money on that is going to be crazy, right? Where you could have had him for an extra year off of off of just the just the just the, just the extension of, of the five year option. So you're you're taking a chance on that because you know the potential of him, you know the skill set. You just said you just read off what scouts said about him before the draft, right? Mm-hmm. If he if he plays to play to his to a skill set his level, say he goes to a has a season has double digit sacks, has fifteen sacks. You could have had him on a bargain on the one year on an option deal year, and then work worry about the, the contract later. Now, what's going to probably have to happen, what's probably going to happen is, well, you're going to have to franchise him after the season, just like Deron Payne, and then try to work out a deal. 
And then you still have to worry about Montez Sweat. To your point where you're like, you can't put all the money into Montez Sweat. You can because if in, in this aspect, you can because the Niners do it, did it because they had a, like a they had a cheaper quarterback. You can do it. You just have to. You have to hope that Sam Howell pans out to be a, an adequate quarterback that you can pay your line and and worry about other players. But then you still have to worry about Cam Curl, whose 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 contract is coming up too. So, but my thing about this is that I'm not a fan of it, but I understand. I understand. I'm just not. I'm just not a big fan of it. Okay, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. What would have been the – and I understand that if, if he got injured that his contract would have been guaranteed. Yeah. But what what would have been the downside if, say, you give you extend a fifth-year option to him, yeah. right? Um, midway through next season, yeah. he isn't playing to the level that you think he's accustomed to. Yeah. And then you start to say, hey, what is he worth? Yeah. Out here on the open market. I don't think there's anything wrong with that either. I feel like when you're talented like that, people are going to take a flyer on you anyway. Exactly. I agree. I just think there's always there are, there are always other options. Like, rather than you can just do this, I think you can play him and then have him see what he can do. Mm-hmm. And then if he's balling, if he's not playing to play well, someone's going to want to say, oh, they're going to say, I, we, well, you may, not be, you may not be able to work with him, but we can. Mm-hmm. Ray's even text Ray, when he was texting in, in, in our, like, Commander's podcast group in terms of like the other podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Ray texted this. He said, "Ray said you, we'll, we'll take him to Atlanta." So I'm saying that's just that's just a that's just a fan talking about. Yeah, it. You I, know mean, what I mean, I, yeah, you're right. So not not just fans, but I'm I, I'm pretty sure that NFL personnel mm-hmm. guys who are working in NFL um, teams personnel department are mm-hmm. saying, "Look at this guy's tape in college. Yes, look at the athleticism. Exactly. Look at the talent." Same. He wasn't. They'll make every excuse. He wasn't coached up right. Yeah. Washington doesn't necessarily have the best PT staff or or um, yeah. physical training. Or they don't. They don't coach to a skill set. Yeah. Say or they the haven't. Way. Or they put didn't put him in a scheme that so plays to a yeah, skill set. Exactly. So. You know, some teams might say, "Oh, we can put use him as a three four stand up mm-hmm. pass rusher." Mm-hmm. So it's just it's a lot to me. I feel like to your point, where I think there's just there's more into it than just saying that another team won't take him. Um, so we put this out there on Twitter. My man uh, Ben Chappelle said, "This is about cap control, in my opinion. I think they plan to tag him and immediately give him a deal next off season. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. But again, you, it's hard to say because it's not. It's not. It's owner. It's going to be the but, new ownership. Yeah, but yeah, there's that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I believe that, what is it like? DNs outside. You know, they they get paid. Um, well, no, I I don't think." There's a classification for DN slash pass rusher, mm. um, or you know, for in the um, in the hierarchy for hierarchy for uh, franchising guys. No, but I, I just I I don't understand it from the aspect of this guy's um, one of the more talented guys, and then that amount of money you're going to pay along your D line. Yeah, exactly. Uh, my man Taj Wilson said, "My beef is this: they picked up Sweat's fifth year option." Only to not extend him 16 to 20 mil. So now both ends are up. Curl is in a walk, a walk year, and rumor is he is looking for about 18 to 20 a year. These radio guys talking reckless trade him for a six round pick is weird. Poor management. What do you say? Trade him for a six round pick. He said these radio dudes are talking to say poor trade. He's just saying like that's that's what they're saying. No, I don't think he trade him for a six round pick. I he's think... saying that he doesn't agree with it. He just said yeah. poor man. He said he, he says this is poor management. Oh, I, I, listen, I. If you don't see him being in your long-term future, mm-hmm. 
then you trade him. Yeah. Um, but uh, obviously, Ron Rivera potential. Uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I know. No, I, know. I, I would Nobody say this. Yeah, no, knows. no one knows what what, what they're doing yeah. there. You also don't know what the, and you mentioned it. You alluded it to it. You also don't know what role that uh, potential change in ownership is going to play. Yeah, you just don't. Um, my man, uh, I'm trying to think, we'll read another one. Read one more. Uh, here you go. On Twitter, it's actually, I think he's in response to, but pretty much the same thing. Uh, my man, uh, King of DC Sports says his value once the report came out is, is a six round pick at the at this point. Honestly. Honestly, think the commanders have have washed their hands beyond 2023 for Chase. Unless he balls out, this is the price you pay when you when you draft another DN after trading up to get one the year before. I mean, Chase, this is the thing. People have a revisionist history. I mean, in terms of memory, I mean, that's what this is what it, this is what it is. Chase was one of the highly touted prospects coming out. He was can't not highly. He was can't, can't miss. Can't miss. So, and he did produce his rookie year. So I think we all act as if like he was never successful here. Mm-hmm. He re- produced his rookie year. Slow. He didn't have a great second year. That's happening from. That's happened to many Hall of Fame players, right? Like their rookie year, they ball out. Second, call, we call it the sophomore, the sophomore uh, slump, slump, right? Yep. Third year, you get it, you figure it out, and you and then you gain momentum, you gain consistency. So and then, but he got hurt the second year. That's the problem. Is he got hurt the second year? Chase, this is. My whole thing is that the, 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 to say that Chase is done or that type of narrative needs to stop, I think Washington, I think Ron Vera is smart enough to know it, it, because he's done it with De'Ron Payne. De'Ron Payne wasn't producing, like, into the level they thought he was. You know, to me, he was getting better, but he wasn't producing at the level they wanted him to produce. He finally got, he got motivated. You could say money motivated him, whatever, and it's not a good look or a bad look, whatever you want to call it, but money motivated him, and you saw the level of what De'Ron Payne could do last season. Chase is in a similar situation. The difference between Chase and LeBron Payne, you can make the argument to say that Chase showed you some dominance his rookie year, so you know what's in there. Now I have to motivate you to get you out of it. You know what I'm saying? Like some people, some people thrive that way. That's how certain people are motivated. It's not a good thing or bad. I'm not. I don't think it's the greatest thing in the world to be honest with you. But that's how some people are. If Chase balls out, which I expect him do to do, if he's healthy, you'll be fine. Because you get my thing is that when you have Jonathan Allen playing at the level he's playing right now, Deron Payne playing at the level he is. Yes, you still have Montez Sweat, Chase playing. Chase doesn't have to do but so much to be dominant anyway. But, you know, with those guys playing the way they're playing, if he is any level of what he was his rookie year, Chase can can dominate playing that style of ball and give you good numbers because the other three have gotten better anyway. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see. You, you know, we don't know how it's going to play out. Um, if you're a Washington fan such as yourself, mm-hmm. you will hope that he turns in – a season for the ages, 12 and a half sacks, maybe upwards to 15 mm-hmm. sacks. And, um, well, I just root for the person. I mean, yeah. I'm a Michigan fan. I just root for the person because he's local. I just don't like I don't like the narrative. I know what people are trying to do, and I don't like the narrative. It's like you're trying to trash your own. And it's like because you're trying – because and certain people – and I know people are getting it from certain people that we're not, we're not a part of, like the, the radio stations that want to trash this kid. And, like, I don't like the narrative. I think it's disgusting because they're trying – because that dude doesn't like them. And he don't talk to them, and then then they, now they go extra negative on him because they don't like him, because he doesn't want to talk to them. So I don't. And then everybody listens to them, listen to those stations, and now they feel like, oh, he's a bust. Oh, he ain't nothing. He can't do this. He can't do that. So they fall in fray with the narrative. 
And, yeah. he went, and in all honesty, he gave you his rookie years, helped you get to, even on a BS team that got you to the postseason, scoring seven and nine. He's one of the main reasons you got to the postseason is because of a Chase Young. He had he got hurt the second year, third year. Now we're like, oh, he's a bust. He's a bust. He gave you a rookie. He was rookie of the year his first year. He got hurt the second year, but now he's he's all of a sudden he's a bust. No, I don't only think in Washington, bust. man. Only in Washington. <laughs> only in I don't Washington. think he's a bust. I just think he hasn't been available, and he I wants agree with to given the opportunity to show everyone what he can do I on agree. the field. He's going to dazzle people, and people are going to be right back on his. You know what? Know what? Yeah. Pause. No, pause. No homo. <laughs> hey, man. My on Facebook, man. Uh, Cornelius Galt said. Terrible decision, in my opinion. The potential upside is too high. Picking up the option on a former rookie of the year coming off a major injury makes perfect sense because he's shown the work ethic and leadership that you need. He's a safe gamble, but they're they're being dumb as usual, LOL. However, I'm listening to Obama on 980 break, break down how terrible he actually played against good, great offensive tackles, and he's making some good good points. See, that's what I'm talking about. You see what I'm talking about the radio? See what I'm yeah, talking about? Man. It's, it's, they they something man, they well, something. I mean, because you can you can depict a lot of you can make a lot of people look bad if you want to break them down. Not look bad, but you can pick on some people's negativities. Yeah, I negative. Mean, they, um, ne- every look, everyone has negative tape. Yeah, you can always you. use that uh, yeah, to sir. Um, advocate from your perspective exactly. if you are not a fan of his. I agree, man. Totally, totally, totally agree. All right. All right, the NFL draft starts Thursday night. The Commanders have the 16th pick of the draft. Will, you aren't a Washington fan. So, from your perspective, man. I'm not a fan. I'm not a guy who watches the draft, who, but, keeps, but, up, who keeps up with the pre-draft ratings. But I'll tell you this. If like, you're asking me specifically. About their position. Like, what position do you think they need? Not the player, but their Cornerback. Player. Corner, okay. All I would right. say cornerback. Okay. Uh, um, corner or if there is an elite left tackle available. Now, he doesn't even have to be elite, right? A guy you could think that you can plug in for 10 years, yeah. may not be a pro bowler, okay. but he's a high, he plays at a very consistent and um, above average level. Okay. Those, are, those are the two areas that they should address. All uh, right. I, I think left tackle. I think left tackle is a position they should address. So I am kind of agreeing with you. I think, I think depending on if, this is my, my opinion, if the cornerback. I kind of agree with what you're saying. If the cornerback that's remaining, she's job. Good move, boy. Uh, if the cornerback is better than tackle remaining, is better than ta- I'm taking the cornerback, and vice versa. Like I'm not because I can get it. Like because I can, the quality of tackles to your point, the, that's going to be out there in 16. You could probably get in the second round. Mm-hmm. Like, but the corner, if a cornerback that's supposed to be probably mid, you know, close to top 10, top 15, slips to your, you know, to 16, you, to 16. Yeah. Like Joey Porter, son? Yeah. I okay. would get him. Let me ask you this. Are you one of those people that's going to watch the draft? And are I'm going to probably play some ball. Play some ball? Yeah. Oh, I don't care about live. You don't? No, nah, okay. I'm not that person. Remember the year we all went to a certain establishment, we watched the draft? It wasn't strip club, was it? No. It <laughs> no, I know. We used to... Yeah. Uh, now, which one? Uh... Oh, we, 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 I mean, we, we watched We were a couple doing of, the show. Yeah, we were doing oh, the show. Oh, what you, you talking about? Uh, what was it? Oh, back in, um, in Anna. Was that in. We did it at what's the name? We did a show in, we did the, in that establishment, right? No, we just got all that got together and watched the, the, the draft, draft, and then we made comments about it. I'm, I'm just saying, man, life, life's changed. I'm just showing. I'm yeah, I know. I know. I know. I'm trying to figure where that was. That wasn't. Uh, 
back in uh, when we get the, when we got the big sliders. I was addicted to sliders. Yes. Okay, exactly. Yeah. All right, all right. I just wanted to make sure. I yeah. like make sure it was that kind. of, We just stuffed it up. Well, I can say we did stuffing Buffalo Wild Wings. Yes, it was not. It wasn't Buffalo Wild Wings. It was. Okay, I'm talking about. Okay, it's totally. When I said the sliders, it wasn't Buffalo Wild Wings. Okay, well, that was our. That was at. Well, I'm not gonna call it. And and uh in Hanover and Arundel. Side. Oh, got you, got you, got you. Got you got it. You yeah. got it now. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, things have changed, bro. Yeah, man. <laughs> No, nah, but but you know what, the man. Fantasy football I, I, stuff too. Yeah, but you know what, man. I'm surprised. I'm not gonna say surprised, but um, a lot of people I talk to, they they are really excited to watch the first round of the NFL draft. I don't like I don't like that that whole setup thing. So I'm different. I don't care if I don't like that it's split up like that. So I don't even get into all that. Nah, I mean, look, I'm I will not lie to you. When I was younger, I would mm-hmm. sit and watch the whole draft. Not the whole draft, but I would watch it. I, I watch used to watch it, the first. I used to watch the first round. I used to watch the first round, but then I, then I got to a point where like, what is me watching it gonna do for me? Exactly, and and <laughs> and that's what I'm getting to, I'm, and that's what I was trying to get to. Yeah. Like the NFL has people my brainwashed yeah, into that thinking cool? that this is must see TV. Yeah, well, all they're doing is calling someone's name, and in between you have. That's cute buck. What is that doing? What is that doing for us? It doesn't do it's anything. It's not like for a sporting me. event. It's a draft. Like you're calling the name. You're just walking up the stage. You're good, bro. Yeah, like you'll live. <laughs> tomorrow, tomorrow is crazy because the NBA playoffs have been great. Yes, and the it, first round. You has think the draft's gonna take over the ratings? Yes, I absolutely do. You know, that'd be tough if it does. And I don't know. And I don't know what games are on tomorrow. I, I'm, There's a bag. They, they put. They, you know, they, they stack. I think they stack today because they're gonna be because. The, and now you make sense. You know why? Because today's games are stacked. Yes, it makes sense. Cause they got Golden State and the Lakers tonight. Yes. So that I was, I thought Golden State would play. I actually thought Golden State would play uh, tomorrow. Not tomorrow. I thought the Lakers would play tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So I was like, why are the Lakers playing so quick? And then I, now it makes sense to me because they don't want them to compete with the with, with the, the NFL. NFL. With the NFL, that draft. makes like, sense. It crazy. It's crazy. That makes that, sense because now because I think tomorrow we'll probably get Bucks Heat. Yeah, because it's. Which is a good series, though. Which, I mean, it's a surprising series. See, it's a surprisingly good series. I don't think there's anyone who really thought Atlanta, that. Atlanta, we get Atlanta-Boston? And I think we may get Atlanta-Boston tomorrow, if they, I'm not would mistaken. They, would they give us two with the draft? I would hope they would. I Listen, I plan on watching. You know what? You really got, you got me with that one. I ain't going to hold you. You got me with that one. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so we got four. So you got four, what, four games tonight? Yeah. And then tomorrow, I'm trying to bring up the schedule um, for the NBA. The, oh, no, we only get one game. I knew Celtics it. Celtics Hawks. Hawks. I knew we was going to get one. At 830 not, on You're TNT. right, because your point is right. Because they're not going to waste the Bucks. The Bucks heat Well, game. yeah, the Bucks is heat tonight. It's tonight at 930. That's, the Bucks heat's tonight? Yeah, 930. I knew they, they, stock, they stacking it, bro. They did so on purpose. Yeah, man, it's crazy, they, man. Because they know they think Boston Heat. They, even though Atlanta won, they think that think that series is over. That's why. That's why they did it. They're gonna sacrifice that one. Yeah. They're not gonna sacrifice Giannis and but Butler. They're not gonna do that. That's tough, bro. That so, is yeah, tough. So people that, will sit and watch. Tough. That is tough. And that's they will watch names being called for two hours, bro. Over watching the NBA, NBA. playoffs, it's crazy. crazy. I'm just interested to see. What will just the, drop the like he just dropped the bomb on this thing, man. That's I'm up. interested to see what the ratings would be. It's going um, wow. So, well, we yeah. can talk about that next week. We definitely can. Oh, that is amazing because you're right. Oh, what's this? That's flash, the flash. Right? Yeah, they ruined it by like they kept the same people. Everything would have been dope. Superman, and everything. Hate James Gunn, man. 
Messed up. You know, they're not keeping this Flash dude either. Yeah. Not As for Miller. Yeah, they're not keeping I know he's been a lot of stuff, though. Yeah, he's been a lot going I mean, on with I mean, him. I know, cancel culture. Hey, um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, but also I would like to say that I would, from Washington, tackle Paris Johnson, too, man. That, that's a good one. But um, we actually, we're going straight to the next topic. We're going to go to break because we, we uh, like went over. But we're good, though. We're still doing good. We, we talked about NBA playoffs. So we might as well go right into it, yeah, right? Yeah, let's do it. All right, NBA playoffs, man. Re, all right, no. So this playoffs, we talked about how lit it's been, the NBA playoffs, how lit it's been. But at the same time, it's been Jai Wild. I mean, you got recently, and I think he's going to play, though, Sacramento Kings guard De'Aaron Fox suffered a, fr- a fractured finger on his left hand. Uh, he was doubtful for a minute, but I know he said like, yesterday he said he was going to play. I think I got an ESPN alert that said, I mean, yeah. that said he he's plans going to, to play. Pl- yeah. He'll be available. Yep. He'll be available for tonight. Uh, the, the series, and, uh, you know, the game five is 2-2. Tonight, 2-2 against the Warriors. Um, back in Sacramento. Back in Sacramento, though. So it's a big game. This is like the swing game right here, and it was competitive in game in game four. So this is the game they definitely need. You don't want to go down three two going back to I guess the, yeah against the defending champion. champion. So, um, but for you, like that's just one. But there have been so many injuries in this playoffs. Like how concerning has that been for you? Like that you got Kawhi was out, missed the entire playoffs. He had his, a meniscus tear. Yeah. That, that was that was reported today. Um, Giannis was out with Paul a back George. injury. Paul George. Um, so many um, hero miss for the Tyler hero, hero for, the, yep. for, the, for the Heat. So many, just so many. Well, some of these have been freak accidents mm-hmm. or instances. But what's curious to me is we're in the age of what load management yeah. during the regular season, yeah. right? So mm-hmm. I take care of my body. I reduce the number of steps. I reduce the amount of torque that I'm putting on my lower body to stay ready for. Um, this, the yeah. first round, yeah, the right. playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas everyone's locked in. You know your opponent's weaknesses. Um, you know the game plan. And all you have to do is just go out there and execute and the best team should win. Yeah. Right? Um, all of these, all of these um, injuries, like I said, some of them are freak injuries. Yeah. But it, it really makes you question if this load management thing is really working. And I'll tell mm-hmm. you this. Mm-hmm. Because... Let's just be honest. Like you need to get your body accustomed, yeah. warmed up to playing. Like work. when the playoffs start to playing every other day, right? Yeah. You you're not playing back to back. Some guys they don't play back to back, or they don't play every every other game. Yeah. They'll take two games off for the sake of load management. Mm-hmm. So it's really making me start to question of question if um, if long term. You know, the load management thing um, will be an ex- not an excuse, but will be a reason that guys can use to take games off when they aren't injured. Yeah, I agree. I do. I, I agree. It's, it just got reported that, that uh, Julius Randle is out the, tonight today because he got hurt. Yeah, because of his ankle. Yeah, he got hurt. Yeah, hurt against that, his ankle hurt. Yeah, in this game, right? Yeah, uh, hurt. He got. Tonight. He was hurt. He was hurt in the last game. So okay. So he had. He was out. He came out of the game. He played a little bit. He came out. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man, I agree. I feel like if you played games, I mean, in the 80s, this wasn't like a problem. Or oh, in the 90s, it wasn't a problem. It wasn't. I mean, I, like, look, look, I, 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 I do understand that the players are bigger, faster, stronger, and they've been playing at a higher level for longer because a lot yeah. of these guys play AAU high well. school and AAU basketball, and they've been playing AAU since they were like 10 years old, right? So I understand that and I respect that. But like I said, just makes you question, is the load management thing 
Um, will it be a trend that continues when you start to see a lot of these guys being injured mm -hmm. as we start to play every other day in the playoffs? True. I totally agree. I agree with you. All right, so let's go into it. Like, we mentioned some of the series. I mentioned your New York Knicks series, which I feel like it's a it's an exciting series, but I do kind of feel like it's a little bit of under, uh, underappreciated series. But for you, Will T, what has been the most underappreciated series in, in this year's first – in the first round of the NBA playoffs for you Underappreciated. So uh, yeah. What did it be? Well, you, you mentioned the Knicks. Knicks, Knicks and Cavs. Knicks, Cavs. One series that – because um, Giannis has been injured, yeah. I don't think people, especially uh, Game Four, yeah. right, was the Heat versus the Bucks. Yes, right. Jimmy Jimmy Butler's performance in Game Four was a performance for the ages. All right, I got I got something to talk about that though. All right, talk about it. All right, I have an issue with like, I think Jimmy Butler is a is a is a, is a dog, so it's not a knock on him. But I do feel like he gets more calls than your favorite top five player. And I don't know why. Because he gets he gets a lot of mate like a, a lot of calls that you get the benefit of the doubt calls that's your favorite player who is in the top five. I don't look, I'm taking my favorite player out of it. I'm talking about you can name any top five player. He was getting more calls than Giannis. And Giannis is and Giannis is to a lot of people the best player in the in the league. Okay. Um and Giannis is aggressive as, and just as as aggressive. Do you think that he possibly gets the gets a favorable call because of how can I put this? Um, he doesn't bitch as much to the referees. Well, he bitches, <laughs> but, but not, not as much. But not but as much. Giannis don't bitch. Luca bitches, yeah. Yes. Luca bitches. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. LeBron bitches. Yes. Giannis don't bitch. Giannis will run you over and be like, and think, and it could be in the wrong, but he'll just run back. He, a lot of, and, and Jimmy, and Jimmy, Jimmy, my, oh, good job, dang, all right, boy. But they, they all, like, to me, Jimmy don't, Jimmy just plays, I agree. But he, he has his own little complaints. Yeah. I'm just saying, like. Or could it be maybe that the referees just, appro just appreciate his approach to the game and maybe his personality? It's, po it's a possibility. I just know my years of watching basketball. Mm-hmm. Your best player has always the best player in the league or the best player on the court has always gotten calls. I get like I've seen that, like Jordan, like he all right. Did, did Jordan bitch? Yeah, I mean, well, I, I wouldn't say he bitched. I, I would say that he got a lot he, of calls. Right? He expressed, yeah, he got a lot of calls, and he Jimmy would get Jordan calls. That's all I'm saying. I'm not even knocking like Jimmy. Look, Jordan, even my favorite. Jimmy get Jordan calls, and Jimmy, I'm just saying, I'm just saying you can understand Jordan. I can I can understand it. Jimmy's a star player, man. Jimmy get Jordan calls. These he's are a star player. Didn't say he's a star player. Listen to me. Like I said, top your top five. Like who your top five? Top five players in the NBA yes, now. Yes. Um, who your top five? Giannis is my favorite. Oh, okay. Giannis okay. is number one. That's fair. Okay. Um, number two, I would see people aren't going to like this. Kawhi. That's fine. Um, number three, Embiid. That's fine. Number four, LeBron. That's fine. Um, number five, oh, KD. KD. All right, he gets more calls than all of them, or uh, maybe another than Embiid. In the playoffs, not in the regular season. <clears throat> I'm not talking regular season, because I watch again. I, 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 we can go to the bubble. Look at the bubble stats. Look at him in the bubble in the finals. Mm -hmm. Look how many times he went to the free throw line. Jimmy go. Jimmy. Well, I'm, Jimmy I, uses that pump fake, man. Jimmy, I'm. Y'all keep saying like, look. Jimmy don't get touched sometimes. Jimmy get more. I'm gonna say it again. Jimmy get more calls than your your favorite player in the top five. Jimmy, your 
Jimmy get more calls than all of them. Again, Jimmy, but Jimmy, look, look, let me say, look, I'm going to use this caveat. Jimmy be balling. Yeah. I'm just saying he be balling. I'm just telling you that Jimmy get more calls than your favorite, than your top five best player, the best players That's in the playoffs. And I'm just trying to figure it out. I'm just, I, all I want to do is figure it out. I want to know why Jimmy get the benefit of the doubt. Like, Jimmy get, John Morant has been complaining about every freaking time he hits the, hits the floor. And I just said it's the playoffs. John, why are you complaining? It's the playoffs. He gets, but, but if that's Jimmy though, Jimmy getting them calls. I just don't get it. I just don't understand. I want somebody to explain it. Put on a tape of a jaw game and a Jimmy game. Jimmy hits you with a pump fake. He'll throw his body into you. This is what Jimmy do. He'll pump. Everybody watches and see the same thing. Pump fake and throw his body into you and get the call. Steph will do the dog. I'm watching the Warriors game. I'm rooting for. I'm, I'm rooting for the Kings. Steph do the same thing. Pump fake. Throw his body into him. Steph. Steph don't get the call. That's Steph Curry though. He should get the call. That's Steph. Well, maybe <laughs> he's a champion. <laughs> yes, yes, he's he's one of the best players in the NBA. That's all I'm saying, um, man. Maybe it's they. I, I don't know. And this is one thing I do know. He gets calls, though. He gets calls. But I will say this one thing about Jimmy. Uh Jimmy doesn't flail a lot like some players, in my opinion. uh, Nah, I won't say flail. But what he does is that my issue with Jimmy is when he he throws his body into you. Yes, he he, he, he throws. So look, so if he gets you up and he throws his body into you. But they do this. They do this, the vertical verticality thing, and he and he gets away with it. So when you do go vertical, and he still throws body, they still call. They call it nowadays. They don't call it anymore. That's what I'm saying. Like, but Jimmy get them calls. Like the vertical. Like you watch how many games. You watch so many games where people jump straight up and they complain about the foul, but they say, "Oh, it's, it's the vert, it's the verticality rule." But Jimmy, it don't that don't count for Jimmy. <laughs> that don't count for Jimmy. But hey, man, I ain't knocking. He still got it. Look, man, I I think one of the things that Pat Riley and the Heat front office Mm -hmm. may regret somewhat is not increasing the level of talent while Jimmy Butler has been able to – this run that he's Mm -hmm. been on since he's been with the Heat. They have. I you don't, you I mean, mean, well, so, uh, I'll say it's this. It's hard, man. Like, it, it is. Because I'll, I'll say this. Like, Bam Bam has shown oh, the potential to be a and defensive t- player of the year and be a consistent high-level all-star. But he hasn't taken that step to be a superstar. fit the Miami way. And yeah, like, I mean, it's a culture thing. Everybody it's a, don't yeah, fit. it's a culture thing. They got, like, Tyler Hero, cool. Like, he good. Um, everybody don't fit. And then, if you like, what kind of talent do you want? Like, would you want somebody to play second fiddle to Jimmy? Because Jimmy is a guy. Like, are you trying to say you need a star player that's better than Jimmy? No, I'm not saying you need like, a so star what player, player. What player? What I'm you... saying is, all right. Clearly, Jimmy. Clearly, Jimmy Butler has shown that he can take this team to the finals. Yes, he can. He came. I he came within one shot last year of taking this team to the finals yes. in Game Seven yes, against Boston. I'm, I'm fair with that. Yeah, I'm fair with that. Right. So yeah. you look at it. You say, they're all right. Enough. They're definitely good enough. Let's pair Jimmy Butler with a star player, another star player. Let's. There's got to be a guy, or not? Okay, I'll I'll take it this far. Um, if you don't surround him with a star player, yeah. let's improve the talent along this roster, such as the way that the Clippers did, okay. right? All right. Where you where you improve the talent all along that roster mm-hmm. from one through twelve? Because mm-hmm. you think of the Clippers, one through twelve. 
all all those guys can get can Very reasonably get in and contribute to Facts. to to the team Facts. to a win. Mm-hmm. I just don't think the Miami Heat have done that. Why he's been on this run? I I think they've tried with Kyle Lowry, but he's been injured. You got Victor, Kyle, Victor got just. But Victor, yeah, Victor Oladipo wasn't the, the same Vic, Vic, same yeah. Vic. I mean, I don't know. My thing is they played that style. I don't know if they would win. It would change because Bo has always had a certain type of makeup of his squad. You know what I mean? Like even from the Pat, if you're going from the Pat Riley tree, right? Right. They're not. They aren't, they're not constructed that way. Like they they play. It's like their way. I don't know how to explain it. No, I get it. It's I get like it. A it's, a, it's a heat it's co- like it's a a culture. It's, yeah, it's a, it's, a heat, it's, a, it's a heat culture. Yeah. You have to have a mentality. Yeah, like, you have to buy into it. Similar to but the I, Patriots. But I'll tell you this. Um, I don't know why we're talking so much about the heat. It's cool. It's, just, it's but, cool. Um, we're talking. We're rapping. When, we, when you think about it, the way they've constructed that roster and they've been able to produce starter-level talent Fast. from undrafted guys. They're great, man. And I look at this team here in Washington – and I'm just like, yo, why can't they Washington do the same thing? adopt that I know. mentality? I'm serious. It's a, it's it, a culture. Yeah, it's nothing to see it's, them. It, it's it, nothing to see them trade away a first round pick and still bring in a guy off the street and yeah. develop and develop him to being a starter. Yeah, it's a it's a culture. It's coming from, but you need to build that culture. And we gonna, I guess we we're gonna jump off this topic anyway from the heat. We can probably go somewhere else, but <clears throat> it comes from the top, right? And it comes from Pat Riley at the top because he's part of. I mean, he's not the president. He's not the owner, but he's the president. So it comes from him, and he's also coach, right? So it comes yeah, it's part the, ownership. It's part, part, part ownership, but he's like, yes, you know what I mean. Like, who's their owner? It's uh, Mickey Harrison. Mickey Harrison, thank you. So it's it's Pat, who's coached this team, and he's pretty much been Miami since he left left New York, right? Mm-hmm. It's Pat. Then who was under Pat? Spo. You know what I mean? Everything. So it's basically Pat's organization mentally, right? And then you got a guy who to, 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 that's been under you that's speaking his language that. You gotta do a certain thing when you work out. You gotta have a certain type of body fat. You gotta do this. You gotta do that. This is a culture that he's built. It's cultivated. The Wizards—they're not gonna have that type of situation. You know what I mean? It, it's gonna be hard because you can't. You don't have a guy who's was in your was was your coach. Is now your president. Like doesn't have that type of. Not everybody's Pat Riley. Put like, not everyone's it. Pat Riley. And you, you know, know what's what I mean? crazy? Before we jump off this yeah. topic and we go to boxing, um, there goes the blue ring of death. I told you. <laughs> the buffer. Yeah, it's the TV. Um, um, <laughs> the, you know what was crazy? You know, when Tommy Shepard was fired, yeah. we, I, I heard the same two names for oh, yeah, he's, president. Masai Ujiri and now. Tim Conley. He's rumored again. He's rumored again. Yeah, I, to me, it, it's crazy why... Why are they mention? Why, why are they mentioning? Why are these the only two guys that are consistently if getting? You get, if you want uh, Jerry, uh, what's name? How you say his name? He's not Jerry. I should know, I should know this. Masai Ujiri. Ujiri. Sorry, Ujiri. If you want Ujiri, not true. Not Jerry. Not true. African. <laughs> Go ahead, dog. If you want you, you want Ujiri? I feel like well, if you get Ujiri, you may you, you may have to fire. I and mean, I like once what's Unsell Junior, but because you, you know nurses on the market too, so. You it probably have to be a, a, a tandem, in my opinion. If he if 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 he's if he's getting fired, if Nurse being fired wasn't because of you, Jerry, then you mm-hmm. can get both. You can try to get both. But I mean, I don't know if you're getting you, Jerry. I just don't. I don't. I think that thing is. I don't know why he would leave Toronto to come to Washington. I don't know why why you would either. I mean, I like. I mean, I I, mean, I, don't, I don't know why. Well, I mean, what you what you've cultivated yeah, what up you there, yeah, what you've built up know. there, I don't know. like it's. 
a far boring. more, in my opinion, uh-huh. opinion, it's a, it's a far more passionate fan base in Toronto, in Toronto, yes, than you far. ever have in DC. Oh my God, it's by far. This is a, this is not even a real fan base. I don't no. care anybody tells me. You've been to anybody's been to a Wizards game. Sorry, if I'm saying this, I've covered. You know, you're not. A, it's not a real fan. No, nah, and, and don't get me and don't get me wrong, right? Like if if this was a team that was playing into the second round of the playoffs, like we we saw what it was when you had Wall. Gilbert and when you had Wall yes. and you had. It was electric. We had Wall as leaders, yes. Bill, Bill, Wall, I mean, but Wall and Bill together, yes. But it was John Wall's team, it, yes. It, okay, like, so yeah. if we if we gonna go with a top yeah. top dog, we'll Gil, like, you had the Gilbert it, Arenas it, era, it, and then you had the John yes, Wall yeah, era, yeah. and this was a team that people thought could get at least to the to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yes, everybody did. It was electric. Yes, downtown was electric. Yeah, man, that was different, man. I mean, I remember I was at the the game where John Wall hit the uh, three against Boston and jumped on the um, jumped on the table and was like, "This is my city." After in Game Six, hit that three to t- take him to Game Seven. Yeah. Like, nah, man. Like, and Gil, we all know, man. Gil brought basketball back to the city. Like, Absolutely. for real. Like, they that those those time those, those eras of Wizards basketball. In our we lifetime, seen, yeah, we, ha- we haven't we, seen we, that. I, we haven't seen it, and it was something. That's something special, man. I ain't gonna lie. And it, and it had nothing to do about winning championships or nothing. It was just the the excite, excitement of those teams and the excitement of those players. Those players, those players, yeah, those players are different levels, man. Yep. They're on different levels, and arguably, a, in their era, yes, definitely top five guards in either era. Like Gil yes. at that time, we forget how good Gil was at that yep. time. Top five guard. John Wall, top five guard, um, went healthy, what he was doing. So, yeah, totally agree, man. Totally, totally agree. All right, man, we, let's go into boxing. Will, Will mentioned it. Kind of just thought this fight would be a little bit better, but it is what it is. Saturday night, we finally got the matchup between Ryan Garcia and Javante Tank Davis. Tank T- KO, excuse me, Tank KO Garcia in the seventh round with a body shot. Bow! Shot right to the liver, man. Yeah. It, that's one his of first knockdown. First knockdown was was mean, though. I thought that was better than this body shot, but that's just a whole different thing. Well, the the body. If you if you watched it in real time, yeah. the body shot. You thought that Ryan Garcia would be able to. You didn't. You didn't think much of yeah, it. Yeah, and that's true, true. But when they slowed it down, they showed it, where though. it was. You when he it, hit him right it. in the liver, yeah. you knew that he wasn't coming back. Yeah, I was um, once you, I, I thought that Ryan Garcia was going to try to buy time by. Holding, yeah, holding. Yeah, he was trying. He was trying, he, but he, he just he just couldn't. He was trying though. He was trying. I saw I, when he hit him. I was like, ooh, it like it hurt. Cause I, the way he responded, I was like, oh, yeah. I could tell like how he's. I was like, is he gonna go? What, he, what is he trying to do? And then he went down the knee. I was like, oh yeah, he, he he got him. Okay, but the thing that one thing that I really haven't heard people discuss was the, the scoring. Oh, uh, the 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 scoring of the second round. Because if you watch, if you looked at the oh, judge, ten, three judges ten, ten, ten. score scorecard, one of the judges I believe had it ten ten. Yeah, stupid. It was a knockdown, right? That was a knockdown. Right? And it was a knockdown, right? Typically, yeah, so what he was saying ten, was ten. that it exactly. Can't be, can't what, be. It, I, I don't, I don't understand that. So even I'm if luckily, even if he won, it would be a ten nine. Yeah, it would, be, it would have to be ten nine. It can't be ten ten yeah. with a knockdown. And, and it would have to. Only way it would be ten. Not in my opinion, ten nine is if Ryan Garcia dominated, dominated the round, which he didn't. didn't. No, no, I agree. I totally agree. I'm just saying, like, I didn't even pay attention to the to the cards. I was like, oh, he just. No, I pay. I I always like to yeah. pay attention to so, the cards. No, I think somebody sent me a text. I just didn't mm-hmm. look at it. Mm-hmm. But that's just yeah. That, obviously, that was some that was some you know what some Vegas stuff. Um, a couple of things, just a couple of observations from sat- last yeah, Saturday ahead, night. Um, 
it was the night that boxing needed. Right, yeah, yeah. that that energy, that level of excitement oh, it for it. It's horrible undercard. Um, yeah, terrible undercard. <laughs> um, second observation: um, that damn fight cost too much yeah, for me to pay, man. I, yeah, I feel you, dog. <laughs> shut up! <laughs> shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Pirate. <laughs> um, I was there though. <laughs> I went. Yeah, he was there. He, oh. Actually, I could have went. He got he had tickets, and I just I just didn't feel like going to Vegas. I'm not gonna lie, to you. I'm just not a big Vegas person. Oh, okay. But I was like, and he, I was he's an evil dude. He's putting all over social media. My brother abandoned me. I got tickets for him and everything. Look, and put, took pictures of the tickets. That's he's a, wild. He's, he's a bad brother. <laughs> you know how that dude is. He's just all, on a um, different level. But go ahead, go ahead, bro. Uh, third observation. Um, the what, the catch weight, right? So, yes, yes, this fight lived up to its expectations right, from the gate and from the um, from the pay per view buys, and also from the action in the ring. Right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people thought that Tank would win by knockout. Yeah. Um, but to me, when we say that Tank Davis is the face of boxing, I would now, say that. That's a, I exactly. That. I do not agree with I that because if that. you are going to be the face of boxing, yeah, and you want to be, you are proving yourself to be the best of the best. Yeah. If you want to fight a guy, fight if on. Ryan Garcia fight was fair. at one forty, fight him fair. Fight, fight him on at one forty, and then you make the case, case for yourself for yeah, being the I face agree. of boxing. I, I guess I want to add that. I guess that's the question I did want to ask you. Then, do you think that the one, like the one forty, does it? Put an asterisk on this a little bit. Him fighting at one thirty six compared to one forty because I didn't really. For me, I'm all about seeing the two fighters fight. But then, I, but but what I do like about Ryan Garcia is they didn't never use that as an excuse. No, and, and that's why I, I, I like he. I had a lot of respect for him after the fight. Like he was like I lost to the better dude. And yeah, that's what it was. Better, it wasn't. Fight, look, the better fight under the conditions. The better fighter. The better won. fighter won. Yeah. Right. I, what. There are a couple of things I didn't like. Okay. I didn't like the one thirty six catch weight, even yeah, though I, I understand why why you do it. If you Javante Tank Davis, you're I'm the A side. Yeah. So you gonna if you wanna fight me, I'm the money maker. Yeah. You're gonna meet all of my demands, gotcha. right? Gotcha. So you're gonna stack the odds against yes, yourself to put yourself in a better position to win, to win yeah. right? But stuff. yes, but <laughs> that's when we think of the sport of boxing, yeah. right? When we think of the guys who are truly legendary, even though he's in his post career, he hasn't. Um, he's. I'll just be. I'll be blunt. Um, he's made an ass out of himself. Oscar De La Hoya. Yeah. Oscar De La Hoya fought everybody, everyone in his era. Sure did, right? man. He he was the A side. He didn't make guys. He didn't make guys have to change up all. He did anything. Man. He said, "You want to fight me, with Bernard Hopkins? Yeah, man. I'm, I'm gonna go to 160. I'm gonna fight Facts. Bernard Hopkins. You ain't lying, bro. You ain't right. Lying. Um, so when when I think of when we think of even Floyd Mayweather, he went to one fifty four to fight Canelo, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. He was at one forty seven. Now he's had now he did have some fights um, when he fought um, Marquez when he was coming back off of his semi I guess retirement. Yeah. Um, he did make Marquez um, meet him at a catch weight, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, Canelo? No, um, Floyd versus Marquez. In two thousand nine. Oh, yeah. If I remember correctly, I, I, I well, could Floyd, have yeah, Floyd always makes you go. He's the same with Mo. He does. He Floyd makes you go through hoops all the time. New, yeah. new Floyd. Yeah. New Floyd, not new Floyd makes you makes you go through hoops. Money Mayweather Mother made you man, jump money, through hoops. Money Pretty Mayweather, boy Floyd, Floyd didn't. was didn't. about that war. He yeah. about that war. He would fight anyone. Anywhere. Don't even matter who you. Don't matter. Yep. You know what I'm saying? But 
when we when you, when you say when you Javante Tank Davis and you say I'm the face of boxing, no, I in my opinion, no, you're not. You might be the one of the bigger attractions in mm-hmm. boxing, but are you the face of boxing? No. Yeah. There's still only one guy who's the base of boxing, and that's Canelo. Canelo. Canelo's the face of boxing. Just Canelo went to 175, lost at 175. Yeah. He went back down to 168 to um to and he made now he did make Triple G come up to 168, but Triple G had been off for some time, and Triple yeah. G had a fight yeah. before they fought at 168. So and you. now he said, and you know, after this fight on Cinco de Mayo, he said in um, Mexican Independence Day in September. I'm going to go back at it again, and I'm going to fight him at 175. Who, who fight uh, Triple G? No, not Triple G. Uh, what's the guy? Benavidez? Not Benavidez. The guy who uh, lost oh, to Bivel. Uh, Bivel. Yeah, he he says him. he wants to fight Bivel oh, at yeah. 175. Right. And I think what will happen, what we'll see is, we even if he loses, yeah. the the fans will still adore him because he didn't <laughs> make not, Bivel. He, yeah. Cut weight to come meet him at I mean, 168. I don't think anybody could ever what you want, what you won't do, and what, what folks won't do is to doubt Canelo's gangster in terms of willing to fight whoever. I he does it more than any of your favorite boxers. I'm gonna be real. Like we can, you can say this that he don't fight American boxers. You can say all you want, but he don't dodge smoke. Like in terms of your any like all your favorite boxers, your, your, whoever, and that's and I love Earl. People love Kabud. People love Tank. You love whoever. Your, your dudes don't sign the contracts quick. They make sure everything is on their on their on their on their side. Everything favors their side. Canelo more than anybody will concede. Will concede more than anybody to say you know what? Nah, we can fight. Let's just do it. Yep. More than anybody. So I'm with you. But he won't he can't be the face of boxing to your point though. Will. I, I feel like and also your resume can't your resume still ain't warranted enough for you to be the face no, of boxing. No, he Sorry. hasn't, he uh, hasn't best, fought he hasn't fought the best at his the best fighters yeah. at one thirty five yeah. or one forty. Um to be the face. To be the face of boxing. He still needs you know your best fighter if, is Ryan Garcia. That's the best that's the best you've seen. Yep. And I mean and you did good work. Nobody I'm not knocking you. I'm I think again, I'm highly impressed. I think to me, any all of his doubters if you were a doubter, he's erased that. Because he, to me, even with the knockdown, even without the knockouts, he was dominating the fight. Once but he, but, once but he did he him, really, though? Because, once he, touched because, him, he, went to, because he fought him at 136. Yeah, no, I know, I, know that, I agree, I agree, I agree. I'm just saying that in this fight, with, with the conditions, I'm with, okay. with the conditions. After the knockdown, he dominated the fight. After the first one. Because after that, like, like Garcia even said it, and you saw it, though. He gave him too much respect because he felt the power. So then it was like, all right, I ain't trying to get touched like that again. You know what I mean? Because you saw round round one, he was going at him. He wasn't even Ryan Garcia was going at Tank, and he was giving him no room. His quickness was getting there. He was he Tank was trying to hold. He was holding for most yeah. of that first round. You saw he was holding for most of the first round, and even for second round he was holding. Like when, when Ryan was trying to get his shots off, but then when he got caught, then Ryan was timid. You know what I mean? Like he was timid, and from that on that point on, to your point about the scorecards or whatever. He wasn't Ryan wasn't winning rounds for real because he was wasn't throwing. He was more he was more cautious about what to throw. Um, but I feel like for for Tank to give him credit, like because I haven't given him a lot of credit in the past. Yeah, this to me he showed that he's 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 there. He I don't think he's him because I still think Shakur beats him. To be honest with you, I think Devin Haney and Shakur beat him. Man, I don't think my Haney's I think Haney's lack of power scares me. But yeah, he's got more skill. I don't know if Haney. I think if Haney get touched, but Haney's chin has shown that he can get he can get wobbled, and Tank can get him. I think Tank can get him. 
But we'll see, though. I mean, again, I think skilled, I think skilled boxers, skilled boxers will give Tank problems. Like, thorough problems. I'd be really interested to see what he can do with Lomachenko, though. I'd be really interested with that one. But, again, like, but to your point, Will, like, he can't be the face. Your resume ain't there yet. And I'm with you. Like, the whole Ron Garcia at 136 does rub me the wrong way. It does rub me the wrong way. Cause, because, and also, to a certain extent, you've seen the, like, the po- like the pre-fight stuff, right? He was there on ESPN and how Tank was. Yeah. Even Tank said, like, you can't eat. Ha ha ha! Like he like a kid. Like how you can't eat. So you, how are you gonna have the stamina? I'm like, bro, you you're even saying it. You're saying you already know. Like the dude yeah, can't so, make. Yeah. He can't make weight because it's not his natural. You're you even you are even saying this. Yeah. So it's like you knew he was at a disadvantage. Yep. It's 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 wild. It is yeah. Wild. I mean, but people will follow the hype. Yes, people of course. People will follow because Tank Davis is a. He is. He's pop. He's, he's a, pop culture now. Pop culture. He's a galvanizing figure. People will follow the hype, and when he, whenever he fights, yeah, people will come out in droves, and they will support those fights. Yeah, that's true, man. Like, so what do you think for you? Who do you think fight? I mean, Tank fights next. I mean, he's going to uh, fight somebody in jail, but still, he <laughs> don't. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know what, what's going to be. Seven, 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 <laughs> nah, we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen with his uh, this case. No, I'm messing with you. I'm messing. Nah, with but you. um, look, man. I know these the fight won't be made because it is um, top rank. Yeah. But I would love to see him fight the winner of Lomachenko versus Devin Haney. That's a race that the rumors about that is going to happen. Race that that's the word about that is going to happen. I don't. Th- I, I, I don't. don't I don't think. That, I don't think that's going to happen. I would love to see him fight the winner of Lomachenko Devin Haney. Me too. And that fight will be. We'll get that fight in May. What about this one? Because it's controversial. A lot of people thought he might have lost the fight. What about Cruz? Supposed to uh, actually, people think that Tank actually lost that fight. Well, here's the thing. If he fights Leo Santa Cruz. No, not Cruz. Not Leo. Isak oh, uh, um, Cruz. Isak. Oh, excuse me. Isak Cruz. Uh, Isak Cruz. Too much time has passed since so they last fight. fought yeah. each other. Right? If he was going to make that fight. Mm-hmm. See, that's – see. That's the thing. If if you want to make yourself the face of boxing, you take that. That one. was the fight that you say, okay. I rate, I'm a race. Let's run it. Let's, let's run, run it back. back. I'm a race, which I think. Yeah, yep. yeah. Because a lot of people thought you lost. A lot yep. of folks. That's that's lost. what that's what the, that's what the I guess the proverbial champs. Yeah, they, champs that's what the, champs the, do. The king that's, of yeah, kings that's what they the pound. Do. You know the alleged pound for pound. They say, okay, y'all think I lost? Yeah. Let's run it back. I mean, let's keep it a buck. Um, keep it a buck. Um. Well, you mentioned Canelo losing to um, Bivol. Truth be told, I'm going to keep this 100, 100, 110. Canelo got to fight Bivol again. He don't got to. He doesn't have to, no. You, and, with, in terms of where, his, where he at, if he don't want to, he don't got to. There's, there's other money fights to make, you, to make folks forget about Bivol. But he said that but that's he like, wanted- like you said, the mentality of a champ. He, won a, he wants to erase that. Yep. Like he wants to erase that, that L. So to your point, like if Tank want to – Want to erase an, erase a, a thought of an L or whatever? Because I mean, you know, pop, you know, opinions, opinion. Like when people, what people believe, people believe. Like if you believe the tank lost that fight, I mean, tank lost that fight. Usually, when you a champ and you a competitor, you be like, Nah, I ain't lose this fight. I'm, I'm gonna show y'all. I'm gonna get this rematch. I'm gonna beat the bricks off this dude. But that's the thing, Tank doesn't come across as at this point of his career mm-hmm. to caring what people think. Or what the general public thinks about him 
if he thinks, oh, if if he knows I got the W, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to yeah, fight that guy. It's that. not economically um, advantageous to me to fight that guy again. It's interesting, man. Tank's a very interesting dude, man. Um, but congratulations to him. I don't want to. I don't want oh, to. Oh man, I don't think we yeah, are. Like, I think like we. I, know, I, I don't him. think um, nobody hating on Tank. But, but yeah, he's definitely he he's arrived as a star. Yeah. Of, to of me, one of the a, stars of boxing. To me, now he's truly arrived. I know he, he's been pop culture. Doc and doctrine as as that dude, but to me, I just needed to see him fight against somebody for real. Like, I didn't like, I ain't care about Leo Santa Cruz. I knew that fight was already done because there wasn't nothing he can Leo Santa Cruz can do to scare Tank anyway. You know what I'm saying? In terms of his power, I ain't think he was gonna do. He can box, but he ain't going. He's not gonna scare Tank. I wasn't worried about Leo Santa Cruz. Isaac uh, Isaac Cruz. I was surprised that he gave him some go, um, but everybody else, I was not. I mean, come on, man. Gamboa, she was there for a check. Yeah, like I'm not gonna, like I'm not gonna give him. I wasn't giving any flowers for those fights. You know what I'm saying? But this one I was because I do feel like there was a threat. There's a threat, regardless of like you said, like you said, like you said, Will. I do, I do agree. You know, losing weight does it hurts. It hurts. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But there is, it's still a threat. Like it's a threat. It's a little legit boxing threat of boxing a dude who has speed, power, and whatnot that can can hurt you and. You know, you 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 won you won that fight. You know what I'm saying? In a high high pressure situation in Vegas, all eyes on you. You know, packed crowd, everybody's watching, and you put on a show. So I can't knock you for that. You did, yeah. you did your job. Yep. He he, you know made, he announced himself as one of the one of the stars, Definitely. and we'll see. It'll be interesting to see where his career trajectory goes from here, from perspective of his level of competition in the ring that he seeks out. Yeah, I think Ray said Butch Beard was y'all coach in Morgan State, right? Butch Beard then. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, it wasn't Todd. Todd Bozeman came three years. After? No, two years after I graduated. I graduated in 04, so I think Bozeman came came to coach Morgan State in 06. That's what it was. Anyway, um, as part of our HBCU Corner segment, we'll play our interview with former Morgan State University men's basketball coach Todd Bozeman after the break. You're listening to the Urban Sports Safe. For ages. You dig? Deuces. Go ahead. That's what I'm saying. On <laughs> Media, that's AmpireMedia.com. Dot com. Did you realize that you were a champion? Yes, I did. So I packed it up and brought it back to the crib. Just a little something show you how we live. Everybody want it, but it ain't that serious. Mm-hmm. That's that. So if you're going to do it, do it just like this. Wow, the crowd is. You don't see just how fly my style is. I don't see why I need a stylist when I shot so much I can speak Italian. I don't know, I just want it better for my kids. And I ain't saying we was from the projects, but every time I want to lay away or deposit, my dad would say, When you see clothes, close your eyelids. We were sort of like Will Smith and his son. In the movie, I ain't talking about the rich ones. Cause every summer, he'd get some brand new hair brain scheme to get rich from. And I don't know what he did for dope, but he'd send me back to School with a new wardrobe and hey, hey, I think he did when he packed it up and brought it back to the crib. Just a little something, show you how we live. Everything I wanted, man, it seems so serious. Mm-hmm. That's that. Sh- so if you gon' do it, do it just like this. Living's harder than dying For me, giving up's way harder than trying Lauren Hill said her heart was in Zion I wish her heart still was in rhyming Cause who the 
kids gon' listen to, huh? I guess me if it isn't you. Last week I paid a visit to the institute. They got the dropout keeping kids in the school. I guess I clean up my act like Prince do. If not for the pleasure, at least for the principal. They got the CD, then got to see me drop gems like I dropped out a PE. They used to feel invisible. Now they know they invisible. Rumbles in the mud, give me pop the gun. Stand up, stand up, here he comes. Tell me what it takes to be number one. Tell me what it takes to be number one. This is the story of a champion. Rumbles in the mud, give me pop the gun. Stand up, stand up, here he comes. Tell me what it takes to be number one. Tell me what it takes to be number one. Yes, I did. So I you are listening to the urban sports scene on Empire Media at EmpireMedia.com. And Wole and I are back. We are now bringing you HBCU Corner. It's been a minute. Thank you for following us at the MEAC tournament. We had a fun time, of course. Shout out to Howard University for winning the whole thing on the men's side, on the ladies' side, Norfolk State. But now we are back with a special guest, and he is none other than Coach Todd Bozeman of formerly University of California, as well as Morgan State University currently a play-by-play analyst for HBCU Go Network. Coach Bozeman, what's happening, brother? What's going on, fellas? How you guys doing? Good. Glad to have you on. Glad to be Absolutely. on. Glad to be on. It's good to have you on. And, Wole, I'm going to already give this dude some flowers because he covered a UMES game earlier in the season. Of course, everybody knows that's, that, that's our alma mater. And he covered, I think it was the GW game, Coach. Is that correct? Yes, yes. And, and Coach Coach Bozeman called it. Well, it's going to be good this season. Of course, you know, they had the big upset over Temple. Just had a great season. One of the best seasons in our memory. So, Coach, you are, you are now family, just for that reason alone. <laughs> hey, well, thank you for that. I appreciate that. All right. So, so Coach Bozeman, you were pretty young when you were at Cal. And um, I know you got some good memories when you were coaching over there. We'll ask you a few questions related to that. And then, of course, you went to Morgan State, as I mentioned. So give the people some insight. Who had the better homecoming? <laughs> wow. Well, well, I mean, you talking about of the HBCUs? Because I've been to quite a few. I hadn't been down to A&T's homecoming, but uh, they really did. They don't do homecoming like that at uh, at uh, the PWIs. They don't. They, <laughs> they don't do homecomings like that. It's 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 a little bit uh, just a little bit different. It's a little bit different, so I'm I'm gonna say that. But uh, but your cow was um, your cow was a it was a it was a it was a fun time. Uh, it, it it was a point in my career that really has uh, shaped and made an imprint on my on my career. We just had the 30th year anniversary of the team that beat Duke in the, to go to the Sweet 16. So. Um, all the guys came back. I only had one assistant. A lot of people don't know that story, but I only had one mm. assistant that year. So, and he's with the, the 76ers now. So he wasn't there. Jason wasn't there because he's playing, but they all did videos and, um, and sent them in. And then Jared Hass was, was with Stanford playing. So, but they put together a video. And uh, the thing I thought that, that stood out that I didn't even realize it at the time it was 30 years ago, and we were all in our 20s. The players, the coaches, 
everybody. We were in our 20s when we had that fantastic run. But a- after that, I coached some, some outstanding players that are doing some big things now in basketball all the way around. And it was a great time. But the Morgan State, Morgan State University will always be a part of my heart. Uh, 13 years there. And we did some great things there as well. Uh, and, and obviously going to postseason three years, NCAA tournament two, winning it three years in a row and 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 beating Maryland, Arkansas, DePaul. I mean, we had some great wins and some fun times. And and uh, I will always cherish those memories. So a lot of people, they treat me like I went to an HBCU. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't. I went to University of Rhode Island. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Rhode Island grad. But I feel like I, I, I went to an HBCU because I've, I've experienced all of it. So there's not a piece that I didn't experience. And uh, the homecomings were off the hook. Um, mm. We were at other schools. We actually played UMES for their homecoming one year, I think. Uh, because you guys do it in basket with basketball and not mm-hmm. with football. Um, so it's always homecoming is always a great time. Absolutely. You answered that just like a coach, man. You know, I, I'm glad you did, though. You're showing love to Kyle and Morgan State at the same time. But we already know who got the best homecomings, Mole. Um, you missed the J Kid, and I know you get this question a lot. I've heard you talk about it, but for our listeners, just share um what your experience was like coaching the young Jason Kidd and how you feel about all that he's achieved in his coaching career, NBA career? Well, really proud of him. I mean, what else could it be? I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, can't say that that I say that that I saw Hall of Fame, but you could tell he was a great one. Um, I don't know if anybody thinks of Hall of Fame, but they think of, hey, man, he's one of the best to ever play. Uh, so um, very, very uh, proud of him for that. I spent the training camp down there this year um, mm. in Dallas. For training camp and uh, unfortunately they're having a tough time right now and a lot of that is because they can't really defend so that was an issue before and to me adding Kyrie just made it worse I mean obviously he's a good player but he's not a defender and you got to win no matter how exciting the game is you win on the defensive end so UConn just showed that I mean I know we're going to talk about but all championship teams even even in other sports so that's what I say to that but Jay was a he was a uh, he was a savant coaching him because he 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 always thought the game. Uh, a lot of people don't know that he was always a guy that studied the game. So he would come in and get film, and he would watch film all the time. And I think that the film gave him an edge. And then he was just so competitive, probably one of the most competitive people I've ever been around. So it didn't matter what it was. He was trying to he was trying to be first and trying to be the best at it. And just his defense. Uh, he he would he would energize the guys just from his energy and what he brought to the table every day and not just he wasn't as big of a, a, a verbal leader as he was by example. So you almost had to get on board and follow the leader because he played so hard all the mm-hmm. time. So great career. Um, yeah, great career. Olympic gold medalist. And he is uh, I'm, I'm super proud of him. Coach, you, you're good at this. I'm not going to lie. You mentioned UConn. That's the next question I had. You already talked about tournament. Look, I, I see, how, see you're good. You're real, real good. <laughs> All right, speaking of excitement, UConn uh, just won the national championship. What were your overall thoughts on college basketball this season? Well, first of all, I, I think that I think that the it, it was it was a great season, first and foremost. Uh, I think that the NIL 
and the transfer portal has changed the game completely. And it has created a, a situation where you can rebuild your team faster, a new coach taking over, a new program can build it faster. Um, you can, uh, you, you can, you, you, it's, it's not a situation where you're building super teams, but it is a situation where you can rebuild your roster and you can get quality guys, therefore creating more parity in basketball because now you have guys that have already gone somewhere and said, you know what, I went for the whole, you know, the hoopla the first time. This time I'm going somewhere where I can play. I'm just as good as as Ray Rogers from 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 UMES. So I'm gonna go over here to Howard and I'm gonna beat him because I was beating him every day in practice. So you're like you're getting that type of thing. And 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 I thought that it was I thought it was great that you know a lot of people talk about the the ratings and that and the fact that they didn't have the blue bloods and I I loved it the way that they, they had it because everybody earned it. You gotta earn it. You can't get there with your name. When we played, when we played Duke in the tournament that year that we, we spoke about earlier, that's the main thing our guys kept talking about. Like, hey man, that ain't got nothing to do with us. They won those championships. That ain't had nothing to do with us. And that's kind of how guys think nowadays. So I thought it was, I thought it was great. I thought it was great for FAU to do what they did and come in and 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 have I, I thought Kansas State would have gotten there because it almost seemed like it was destiny for them. Uh-huh. But they they built that program up. Tang he does a, a tremendous job. Uh, I can't say that 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 I thought he would do this this fast, but I but I thought he would be successful just just knowing him and spending time talking to him. But uh, UConn was the best team. I mean, and and, uh-huh. and what it showed is. Is that you don't have? It's not where you start; it's where you finish. Because they did not start out; they weren't ranked in the top twenty. Then, when they got ranked, they had a period of time where they had a they had a, a struggle adjustment, and then they worked it out. That's what it's about, right there. That that that's what it's about. And so, I, I thought they were the best team. I, I would have been surprised had. Uh, San Diego State beat them in the, in the championship because they could go inside, they could go outside. Uh, I thought Jordan Hawkins was tremendous. I mean, it's like Ray Point out, Ray, Ray Allen point two or two point um, It's it's it, it was it was a great tournament. I, I thought it was great. I know that's a longer way answer, yeah, a no. long answer, but it's a good I answer. It. it is a good answer. I have, I have a follow up question to that. Then, who who would you say coach or t- coach or player to be honest, would you rose their stock in the tournament? Wow. Clearly all the coaches that made it to the final four raised their stock. Obviously Hurley raised his even more winning it, but I thought uh, Jerome Tang raised his, I thought, um, and you see the result of it guys winning Amir uh, Abdurrahim, who is Sharif's brother, Sharif Abdurrahim, who I coached at Cal. So I've been knowing Amir since he was 12. I was so proud of him. It may, maybe even younger than that, but I was so <laughs> proud of him and he raised his stock and then it, it, it mm. got him another job to South Florida, which uh, I'm happy for him. And that's great. You know, it was a time where you had to do it on a more consistent basis, but now it's, it's a little bit different and you've had quite a few coaches. You even saw that last year, 
from the coach at Florida now was at San Francisco and 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 the like. So I can I can name examples, but this year in particular, uh, that that stands out to me that that guys rose their stock. Uh, coach from from Fairleigh Dickinson winning, and then boom, I mean he just talked about the fact that he was a Division II coach playing in front of 100 to 200 people, and now he's playing in front of, now he's coaching in front of, of millions, and then it produced a job for him at Iona. So it, it's those coaches stand out that they they definitely wrote, uh, they created or, or raised their profile uh, in coaching. But uh, it's, it, again, a tribute. All those schools benefited from having the ability to bring guys in from from the transfer portal now it does affect high school kids in a negative yeah, way I know. but but it but it does it does allow a program to create a situation where they are they can build their program up a lot faster than they had in the past yeah that's the only issue is that the high school kids i i, I feel for them i feel like it's totally different from how it used to be like now if you can get an established player in college it helps your program you know, grow faster. Right. It does. It does. I mean, high school, it just, Hey, you know, that's, that's how it goes. That's, that's the ecosystem. You know, it's always an <laughs> ecosystem and, and that's how it goes. You just gotta, you just gotta keep grinding. And, and basically what's happening is the high school guys are now going to schools and they're getting better. And then they're looking and either staying there or saying, Hey, now I want to go to another uh, school and and have another situation and as a coach I mean you're already getting a guy that's been coached he's been he's been he's been pressed he's been yelled at he's got the discipline he he almost kind of now formulates and knows what he really wants now or what he's really capable of doing mm -hmm. or if he, or if he really loves it or not because sometimes it just exposes you you think I used to always tell guys when I recruit them I said listen if you don't really love this game, and then you probably shouldn't come play for me because it's gonna almost it's gonna be like work to you. If I have to get on you to run in the morning or to go to a workout, then that's you have to be self motivated. I I'm not supposed to coach effort and focus. I'm supposed to to coach skills and teach you the game and and teach you how to be more effective with what you have. So. Uh, I used to tell guys that all the time, but I think some some players, and I used to say this, I used to tell my assistant coaches, I said, yeah, he looks more like a fan than he is, than he, than he really loves the game. Because if you're a fan, that's okay. But as a fan, I I can't have guys, I, I don't want to coach the guys that are just fans. I, I don't want that. Because you're just a fan of the game. If you love the game and you want to be a part of it, that's a little bit different. So that, to me, it stands out a lot because those guys just you know you 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 you're not you're not embracing the grind and 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 what's involved in and in, in being as good as you could possibly be i like i like that thought process i never thought about it that way you're a fan you're a fan mm -hmm. of basketball but you don't got the desire it's totally different you're right that's i've never thought about it that way yeah a lot of guys sitting on the bench are the fans got great seats very true very true all right wow well, Coach, I mentioned this, like, you're from D.C., so this, I have a hard question for you, like a real hard question. All right, man. All right, man, here we go. Are you a Commanders fan or a Cowboys fan? Because you know that's how it is in this area. I don't I don't root for no NFL teams. Oh, oh okay. I stopped that. I Got stopped it. that when 
when the Kaepernick situation happened. I got you. I got you. Okay. So that, that's a whole nother show there. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as soon as you said that, I already, I already knew. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't. No, they, they're not getting. I don't waste no time or energy on none of that. Now, I enjoy watching good games, mm. and I root for players. Gotcha. So I want to see the players do well. You know, all power to them. That I, I think is great, and I think they should use their voice. Um, but but yeah, I'm I'm all for that. Chase Young used to go to my camps. I know his mother, father really well. So I've been knowing Chase since he was a little guy. Uh, and you just mentioned the Commanders and the Cowboys. Now, when I did root for a team, it definitely was not the team down in Texas. It wasn't that team. That's for sure. But but I I I appreciate Dak's leadership. Um, I appreciate the things that he's been through. I just I just I just appreciate players and their and their journeys. So that's yeah, that's my thing. But I am I am a Washingtonian. That, that's no question about that. I love it. I love it. Mambo's yeah, well, okay. well, hey, see, he, 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 <laughs> he missed our he missed our DMV basketball special. So oh, yeah. that, that's what we're going to bring him back for when we talk about <laughs> DC basketball. Like it was yeah. it was dope. So. We're going we gonna to definitely do part two. Okay, True. okay, that's a bet. <laughs> all right, so, Coach, after, all right, so we're going, now we're getting that to the real question. So, Coach, after having success at Cal and being an NBA scout, what made you choose Morgan State as the coach, as your next coaching job? You want the real answer? I want the real answer. So, we want this real over here. <laughs> that, was, that was the opportunity I had. So, mm-hmm. I had – I sat out of college basketball for what amounted to 10 years. They gave me an eight-year sanction, and it didn't start until the year after I left. So it it ended up the year I got in the year, got back in the year afterwards. So I just I was nipping at the bud. I, I wanted to get back in. I wanted to share. I wanted to. I felt like like they were like they. When I say they, um, they were kind of dismissing the success that 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 we had had at Cal. And it was almost like, you know, that line with Jay and Jay-Z song where he says, uh, you said you made whole. OK, then make another one. So <laughs> my thing was, I'm going to come back and I'm going to do it again. And that, that that was my driving force to get back. So, you know, you know, they didn't pay me very much money when I first took the job. They could have, you know, they could have paid me two packs of Twizzlers and some M&Ms and I would have took it. But I just wanted I needed the platform. I needed the platform in the venue. And I remember a lot of a lot of my coaching friends saying, even though they didn't give me a job, they were saying, Bowles, you know, that's a dead end. And I was mm. like, Man, listen, I'm going in to coach and I'm gonna get this thing done. And uh, when I got in there and it was in it and it was it was the goal was to build it and that we did. So I'm proud of what we were able to do there. But um, I, I, you know, I'd be sitting here telling you, I interviewed at Hampton and I interviewed at Morgan and, and, and I got the Morgan job and, and it didn't matter to me which one it was going to be. They did not offer me the Hampton job, um, but they did offer me, uh, the Morgan job. And so I took it right away and the uh, rest is history. Coach, I'm glad that you mentioned that somebody said to you it was a dead end job because that's part of my issue is the perception of HBCUs when people don't know the history of HBCU basketball. We just lost Willis Reed. And when I think Willis Reed, man, I think 
about Earl DePearl and John McClendon, those big names, Earl Lloyd, HBCU basketball has such rich, rich, you know what I'm saying, history. It's real. And it's sad that the perception has been what it's been, although we're getting better. We're going to get there too. But now that you are part of HBCU Go, how do we get back to that place where the best players potentially choose an HBCU and the game just continues to evolve to where we regularly regularly produce pros at HBCU? Well, well, let me say that, let me say this right now. Now, some of the perception of the HBCU athletics is warranted because what happens is, is there's the small thinking. I remember when I did an interview with, um, I can't remember the, the outlet, but I did an interview and they asked me, they said, well, what's the difference between being at like Cal and being at, at Morgan State? And he said, and I said, it's like big business. And he said, in small business, I said, no, big business, corporation, and mom and pop. I said, it's that far. I said, because it's the it's the thinking. It's the thinking. It's the it's the you have to think outside the box. And unfortunately, I, I think it's great that people can get their start at HBCU, but I think that you should, no matter what what field it is, you should be able to either network outside of it or go work outside of it and come back because what happens is they only know what they know. So I can't tell you how many times I say, oh, that's not how we do it here. You go, I mean, what, look at the results that what you've been doing have been getting mm -hmm. you. So let's not get into, you know, this is the way we've done it. And you, so you have to be open to, to other, other ideas and other areas and, Oftentimes, that's where a lot of times when when you see growth in a program, you'll hear people say, man, that coach was tough to deal with. Well, if he's fighting for his program, that's why you're going to that's why you're going to refer to him as tough, because he's trying to get you to, to think different. He's trying to he's fighting for his program. He's trying to build. He's trying to to to, to get you to see a different vision which is the same thing you do when you battle your kids. I don't know if you guys have children, but when you're raising your children, you're trying to get them to see something that they don't see. I mean, it's a, mm -hmm. it's a lot of, it's a lot of similarities to it, but, mm -hmm. but that's the, that's the, that that's one of the biggest differences in, in the levels and people don't give back as much in HBCU. A lot of times the people that are giving back, the alumni that are giving back are the older alumni. So they, they have more pride in it, but, and in defense of some of the younger ones, they go through and you have such a hard time dealing with the financial aid office. You know, you got papers sitting on the desk. Miss Johnson don't want you to go and touch it. You're like, Miss Johnson's right there on the desk. Yeah, but Miss John Miss Johnson, I gotta get to it and I got other things to do. And I'm getting ready to go to lunch and then I'm going on vacation. And when she go on vacation, nobody can go in there and touch that paper. And it's just sitting there. And even though the assistant, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it, it, you went to HBCU, you, you know that story. So sometimes you leave, they leave a bad taste in their mouths and they don't have the same experience. I think older alumni have a different appreciation for it because it probably was purer and it was, it, it was, you know, they had a, they had just had a better experience. And, and I'm not saying you can't have a great one because my son is an HBCU grad and he, he, he loved it. Not love the experience, but he loves his his school. So he has some tough experiences there, but he, the overall he has an appreciation for it. So um, again, 
that's 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 what I would say would be one of the differences uh, uh, in in the two. But you can do it though. You can do it. I just don't know if they'll ever be able to raise the money nil wise to compete with with uh, with the top programs around the country. So it might be a situation where you better be comfortable where you are because you're not gonna get and you're not gonna be able to get invited to the next level. Mm. But coach, is there like it's some innovative way that they can go about doing it? So you want me to get you want me to get the answers for free? That's that's. <laughs> I'll try. Hey. That's what you want me to do hey, for that. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. You know, because, because I'm, I'm telling you, Coach, uh, these HBCU streets are divided, man. Coach Prime has said similar things to what you said, and <laughs> I know some people got some strong emotions about it. And I'm like, I can't wait to hear what folks are going to say. Well, you already know some people I'm talking about. It's going to be fun. Um, but you're not saying you're not saying anything that is incorrect um, because things need to evolve. We just feel like the progression has been taking place, and I feel like we're heading in the right direction. So we're trying to keep the ball rolling, Coach. We ain't trying to get you to give away no free, free secrets right. or anything like that. Well, well, we, we, we de they're definitely headed in the right direction, but but you gotta you 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 like I said, you just gotta be open to other ideas. You gotta be mm -hmm. open to 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 being different and not just following what everybody else does. You know what I mean? You can't mm -hmm. you can't. Sometimes you know we get the message later. And we're, we're just now starting to follow that path where, you know, now that path is old. You got to, you got to kind of jump ahead and fast forward ahead. You know, when, 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 when coach prime was saying what he was saying about Jackson state or when, before he went there and once he got there, I already knew I, I, I lived that movie already. He, he has a bigger platform for which to, to sell it. And social media is bigger now, but, we we I went through that whole thing. I knew exactly what something. Even when he was talking to Cole, I knew what he was talking about. And even when when Ed Reed had the Bethune mm. situation, I felt him as well. I, I obviously I didn't talk about it that particular way, but I felt him as well. A lot of that is a lot of that is is organic. I mean, it is what it is, and that's where a lot of the change has to happen. It has to start there. And it has to start in the communities. They can, they can put together NIL collective. You got, you got people that could do that. You got, okay. think about, think about Howard's now Howard, Howard has a brand. Yes. So Howard is selling something a little bit different. You know, it's, it's a brand. It's like, it's, 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 it's like to me, like the difference between Maryland and Georgetown, Georgetown is a brand. You know, it, it's Maryland is is a great situation, great opportunity, but Georgetown is a brand. Where Howard and the HBCUs is a brand. So you are selling not just the the NIL, but the the whole experience of being in the nation's capital and the access you have. I mean, your 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 uh, the vice president of the country is a is a grad comes into the locker. I mean, you know, like that's you know that's a that's a different type of deal you know the swim team has the uh, uh unbelievable off the chart experience going to the swim meet i mean that kind of thing is is a little bit different so i just think that that you just have to have a group of alumnus that come together and they have to they have to be conscious about it, it has to be intentional about providing those opportunities 
for the student athletes. And that, I mean, it's no simpler than, than that. Mm. That's, that's a whole nother show, Wole, right? <laughs> I know, right? It really is. It really is. But we'll, I, it's all you good. Know, <laughs> no, I was, one thing I was going to ask you real quick, because you mentioned Howard and being a brand. And I've always had this discussion. Me and Ray had this discussion before, but, you know, Howard had a good showing to me. They played Kansas. They had a good showing. Kansas is just far, like, just more athletic. But just, mm-hmm. let's just say if, if Howard, being that brand, was able to get to the Sweet 16, right? Would that uplift the whole HBC, HBCU community in terms of basketball? Do you think that? Because they're, they're a brand and they're an HBCU school. I think that definitely for sure. Like okay. like when, when Norfolk State Norfolk State won a game, yeah. uh, and this was before the, the uh, first four, mm-hmm. but Norfolk State yeah. won a game, mm-hmm. Missouri. Yeah, yeah, I remember that game, yeah. When they beat Missouri, when Coppin beat, I think it was Iowa State. Yes. Yep. No, it was Hampton. Hampton had to be Iowa State. Hampton had to be. Coppin beat. Cincinnati, was, was it Cincinnati they beat? I, I can't remember who they beat, but uh, I'm just giving examples yeah. of, of, of HBCUs that have won games in, in the tournament. So what you see is you even see it, you even see it when there's a black coach, the 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 community kind of comes together and starts kind of rooting for that that particular school. So if an HBCU did do that, absolutely. I, I think it could, I, I think it would be monumental. I think it would be monumental and you would see uh, a tremendous influx uh, with that particular school. Um, but I think in order for the HBCUs to, to come all the way up, they have to, they have to change their, their thought patterns with the, the resources and how they travel, um, how how you how you present things, um, everything. I mean, it's it's, it's it has to be kind of uh, overall uh, uplifting, and I think that that if they do that, then you're talking about a situation where you can create a viable uh, option for for student athletes. You know what? Um, you just mentioned Howard, and um, you've covered enough games. HBCU coached, obviously, um, at Morgan, and you've you've seen many players over the years. Um, currently, Robert Covington, as we know, is the only HBCU um, graduate that is in the NBA. Um, of course, from Tennessee State. And based on what you've seen lately, can you shout out any players that you think are close to that level? I think Shai Odom from from Howard had the opportunity over the next several years, if he continues to develop and stay healthy, that he could be one of those guys to, that that plays in the NBA eventually. What about you? Have you seen anybody that you feel like their game is at that level at this point? Well, um, I can't say I've necessarily seen anybody that that I feel like has that's at that level right now. But I will <laughs> say this: that the challenge that you have is they'll start out at HBCU because there's been plenty of them that have. Now, because mm-hmm. of the portal, they 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 transferred. So I know that I had two players, uh, Taiwan Kenley and mm-hmm. Bill Carr, the last two guys that I had that were were high level players. Both of those guys, there's no question if that portal was available. Not saying because they didn't like it at Morgan, but because. They they would have felt like they could play at a higher level. They wanted to experience it because I, I was getting I was getting calls that they were going to transfer. 
So wow. I can tell you from, from ACC to Big East to wow. the Big Ten, a lot of those guys called me, said, Bo's, you know, we hear that, you know, this kid's going to transfer. And I was like, nah, they're not transferring. But I will say that if the portal was there, those guys, I, I would have, I, I would have bet that they probably would have, would have, would have left and wanted to experience something a little different. And that's crazy because Taiwan, I covered him when he played for the Go-Go, you know, the G League squad. He still made it, I mean, to the pro level and, and was and was really good. Um, I think a lot of people didn't know who he was. I remember when that new arena um, opened up, um, Entertainment Sports, um, I remember people coming out to see just him because, of course, he played at Morgan. So right. I'm wondering, just based on what you said, if that would have created an opportunity for, the, for him to potentially play at you know, that, that higher level, of course, the NBA. But it's still, I think, an accomplishment for him. Um, so HBC was still got the odds stacked against them, of course. Um, but back when you were coaching Morgan, of course, you had some good runs, NCAA tournament. You played against a young Blake Griffin and upset Maryland at Maryland. Um, how'd you do it back then before all this? And, uh, yeah, you've been covering games this year. Are we, are we seeing, and we seen more upsets this year, including my alma mater. I'm going to keep talking about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> We always saw um, Bradley, no, it's, not, it's always good to get one. It's always good to always good to have one. Um, um, and you talked about parity too, so we can closer, right? We're no about coming. No question. No question. No question. Um, no, I, I will say this: that that if if I had if we had come along during the Black Lives Matter movement, mm -hmm. it probably would have been even better. I mean, we had significant teams, but again. We we had older teams. My teams were older. So, you know, you got to remember I had one of the first six-year players because he had he got a, a waiver after he had already redshirted from an injury. I had the first one of the first grad transfers in Bubakar Coley. And then I had some junior college guys. So we were older. Reggie, Reggie Holmes, who is now the all-time leading scorer. He did not even start until his junior year. So mm -hmm. I had older guys. Now, he still is the leading scorer because he came off the bench and could really score. But I had older, tough guys. I mean, them guys, Itchy and Terrell Green and, and Marquise Cately. And, I mean, those guys were, those guys were grown men. Uh, I mean, I could have ran a daycare because most of the guys had kids. So... <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was it was a little bit different, but it's it's very similar to what they are doing now. The teams are older with the portal and with with uh, the COVID year. So, mm -hmm. you know, people forget a lot of a lot of the players Well, all the athletes got another year. So whereas a, a person would have been a fifth year senior, they then a six year senior. So that COVID gave everybody another year. Um, so. Uh, I just I just think that that it's uh, to answer your question, it, it was it was that's how we we built it. And uh, it was a, it was a grind. And I had some tough guys that had chips on their shoulders. They had been recruited by some other schools um, and they, they they had a point to prove. So we all kind of had a point to prove. And mine was to to take another university, another a program to the NCAA tournament multiple times, not just mm -hmm. once, but multiple times. And that, that was, that was my goal. And, uh, I had, I had the right mix of guys and I had the right mix of staff. And, and, uh, so that, that, that's what afforded us that opportunity to do that. 
Well, Coach, I love your intensity. We, we, we ran out of time, but we got to have you back on. Um, I remember I used to watch you on the, on the bench. Sometimes you would just be sitting, sitting back, arm around the chair, looking like you, were, like you knew your team was going to win, like you had that confidence. Now you bring just this intensity. You're on the sideline calling games now. Are you enjoying this, this I guess, this new journey for you? <laughs> you got Charlie Neal next to you. He said he's he said he trying to teach you some things. We saw him at the MEAC. So yeah. what's next for you? Well, let me say this. First of all, what you saw on the sideline was me holding it in, like trying to keep my composure <laughs> to think about what I needed to do next. In practice, this is what you saw. Like, like okay. practice was, was was probably where I was the most intense. Even though some of my players would argue with you that 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 they didn't see what you saw on <laughs> on the sideline, <laughs> and, 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 and a lot of times I was trying to coach my teams to 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 prepare themselves. Like I wanted them to learn how to react to situations. I was thinking of you know postseason. I was thinking of towards the end of the year. I wanted them to be able to to go through some experiences and work it out and work those things out and that that would help their their iq it would help their chemistry and it would give them more confidence that they would be able to they would have gone through some experiences so that's what that a lot of times that's what that's probably what you what you saw so um yeah that's you know just to to put that out there but i appreciate you guys having me on mm -hmm. um uh it, it it was it was great man and i i i, I would definitely welcome another opportunity to come on your show and spend time with you guys talking about uh, HBCU basketball and basketball as a as a as a whole mm -hmm. absolutely so thanks again for your time coach and yeah we'll be, we'll be calling I hope that I'll see you on the sideline we're going to talk further about about what you said earlier like I said it's going to be it's going to be an interesting discussion <laughs> well, you know, uh, you know I did in, games man. before I did games before I went to Morgan so this is kind of my second time around. Oh, okay. I have to. I, I had you know you had to get used to it again. But I had done those. I had done games before and worked with Charlie in in the past. Mm. But uh, so it's good to be back back on the sideline. And now you have even more outlets. So yes. it's it's a good thing. Looking forward to it though. Well, congrats and yeah, looking forward to having you on next time again. Thanks for your time, brother. Thank you. Thank you Appreciate it. All right. All right. That's Coach Todd Bowles, guys. Continue to check us out. HBCU Corner will be back. It's just the beginning, fam.